from the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Welcome to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. I'm Dr. Terry Munther, along with author and entrepreneur Tom Legering. Each month we get together on this program to discuss and share ideas for meeting personal and financial goals and improving the quality of our lives. We'll talk about the tried and true concepts found in the book Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, and the most recent update of that book. And we'll also talk about partners and guests and projects and their success stories and how they're funding their path to a happy, healthy, and successful life. We hope you'll join us in the conversation, calling or emailing us with your thoughts and comments at blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and the babe or www.successorfailure.org. Once again, thank you and welcome. Tom, good to see you again. We're we're back together. Back together, right here in beautiful Sun City. <clears throat> beautiful Sun City, uh, uh, now my home. And uh, yeah, so. and uh, you've been awfully busy with a couple projects that I hope we can uh, talk about on the show today. I mentioned briefly in the open, you've rewritten uh, Success or Failure. The choice is yours. So we might call it second edition or or whatever yeah. with with improvements yeah. and. Certainly like to talk about that. Oh, yeah, in, improved and enhanced second edition, excuse me. Yes. And also uh, we want to make sure that we, we touch on GPS, uh, Golf and Public Schools program, working out of Sun City Country Club here in Sun City, Arizona. And then, of course, um, any way that we can help improve the lives of our listeners, whether it be, again, financial or improving the quality of their lives, we hope to address those throughout that conversation. So with that... Um, I guess, you know, I have the first question, Tom. I know you and I have discussed it briefly, but what brought you to write the second edition, the improved and enhanced second edition? <laughs> what are the enhancements and improvement in the book, um, and why did you do it? The, the real reason is if you look on the front of the existing copy, it says start, and people would pick up the book, and they'd read one chapter, and they'd actually start writing, because it is a workbook, and it tells you write in it and start working. Well, they would get so started that they didn't get the whole, the whole plan figured out. They, they didn't plan. They just started, and then they, life happened, and they didn't understand the steps that's necessary to go through. So what we're trying to do here is show people how to live their lives individually like a business. So you're in the business of you. So whether you have a business that you're running, like I have several businesses that I'm, I'm operating. Um, I even have a nonprofit now called GPS. But that's a nonprofit, but you have to structure it and run it like a business because there's no money coming in. You can't hire staff to take care of volunteers and make sure that the good you're trying to do gets done. So even with yourself and the individual, when we're looking at, well, what's different in the book? Well, I try to tell people that the start button is still there, but it says start with your vision. So this is what I'm trying to get people to do is visualize where you want to be and depending on your age... I mean, everybody doesn't take into account an exit strategy. With me, my exit strategy is going to be when they put my little tombstone up, right? (laughs) So I've got my pretty defined exit strategy. That's my exit strategy because I'm going to keep going till that happens. And I mean, because this, what I'm doing is fun, and I really enjoy it, and I think I'm making a difference in people's lives, where for the better. And what way the country's going? We need more of that, (laughs) right? So, I mean, there's a lot of anger out in the country, but it comes back to what can you do instead of being angry, how do you take that energy and do something good? And that's what I did with the book. I got it finished. I got our first run of of the new edition out. And 
So we're we're starting. I have an org chart in here. I mentioned it slightly in the last yes. book, yes. but I'm starting. I'm instead of in chapters. Like the last book had six chapters, and this book doesn't have any chapters. But what it does have, it has a um, it has its table of contents, and I call them divisions. So I've divided it up just like an org chart. So Division 7 is, in a business setting, is your vision, is your executive branch of what you're going to do. And it's getting started with what you're going to do, understanding its ramifications, and then there's a process that goes in after that. So what we've done is I added Division 7, which is your executive decisions. Right. So this is... How do you run, like, you and Pam have decided to sell your house in Washington, and, I mean, you're not cutting the ties there because you know all people up there still, but you're just not having a a residence there. And so now you're going to concentrate your energies down here and that put new roots down and like that. Well, what I, in that exact scenario... You know, I would like you before you did it, which I'm sure you did, but you have a vision, okay, we're going to sell the house, and then i got to say goodbye to these friends, then i got to get this stuff, like, that's going in storage, and this is going here, and this is going to do, <laughs> yeah, you know, and you get all, that, all those little things done, and part of what I'm trying to do is get people to have that vision part, and that's your executive decision, understanding you are in control of you. So... And that means you individually, and then you can go to the wife and the kids and other other family. I mean, if you're a lady, then it's the husband and the, yeah. and and the rest of it. So whichever way it goes, you got to start with you. And if you can't make you happy, don't try to help and make other people happy. Yeah. Cause it, and don't try to give people the shirt. People say, oh, he gives the shirt off of his back. Well, then, then you're you, cold. Then you're cold. <laughs> and so, what good did you do? Yeah, yeah. You just, you just. Oh, I'm selfless, so, so I'm a martyr. Big deal. That's yeah. stupid. How do I get two shirts? Yeah. So, what's my plan? I need another shirt so I can give it to this other person. Yeah. So, if that's what this executive decision is, run yourself like a business, get up to making a profit, yeah. do well in your business of you. So you can do good in your community. I can't help other people if I have all these needs. Yeah, and that makes sense, and we've talked about that in our other work and, yeah. and in our, our previous book. And the and the other thing, I mean, using my example, I said my, my home now, and we just recently sold our, our home in Washington State, which was a surprise to us. <laughs> we weren't planning on selling it until, like, summertime, um, but it sold. And... And so one of the things... Oh, you put it on the market and somebody... We put it on the market saying nobody's going to buy it in the winter time, and we really, you know, we're going to go back in the we'll spring have time. and we'll have time to sell it. And, and we got a call and had like 48 hours to move out of it, you know. Get out, I'm moving in. But yeah, yeah. And, and so, poof, you know, back we go. Yeah. Um, but you know what, I guess the point of that, nobody's going to care about my moving, but the point of it for us was that... We were not intending to sell, but we had to keep. We had to be prepared for all contingencies. Okay, mm-hmm. it happened. Yeah. What do we want to do? Yeah, we're prepared for that, but also to leave ourselves options. I mean, it, I said this is my home now, but one of the things we also thought is we can always go back in the spring and summer, which was our intent, and see if we yeah. want to purchase again. Uh, do we want to be, you know, continue to be residents of Washington State, which we've always been all our years, and. And I guess what we found out is, you know, while this was a surprise, we had to be prepared for that. We also wanted to make sure that our options were still open because, indeed, you can always have other options or right. make other decisions. And 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 so that's where where we're at is we're going obviously we're going back as we usually would in the spring, but we're going to pursue our options before you know we we just say this is it. And that was always our plan. Uh, this just kind of got 
got thrown in and is a surprise to us at this point. Why I bring that up, and I think it's part of where you're going with, you know, with the book, and we've been with your previous book and our presentations, is you have to be prepared for surprises and have options, and that's part of business, right? There will always be surprises that you can't control. Deal with it. But when they come, how do you deal with it? And one of the things in pre-planning I've always found is, what are my options? If this happens, what are my options? You know, if I lost all my money, what would I do? I could do this, 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 or this, right? right? How and far if, back is back? And if you haven't thought of those options, then you really are not, you're not being prepared. good to yourself. Yeah. And you're not being a good leader to yourself. Right. And I guess that was the whole point is, well, we aren't settled and we're not sure and all of that. We're okay with that. Yeah. You know, and because we know we have options and we have plans, and away we go. And that—that's exactly what what we're talking about here. And then in this division seven, uh, I've actually put in um, how, how to get started. And what what I'm looking at is in that uh, in the rewrite, I've defined it and I put in these things. First, you define your goal. You visualize what you want to do. You don't just start, I want to help people, and then go and find the first person yeah. that has a need and help them. You have to have a purpose of, you know, what's the benefit of that? And how is there is there need critical, or is there need just I want? Right. And do I give somebody to their wants to take to make me feel good because I help somebody with their wants? No, yeah. I want to, I only want to help Quite frankly, I don't want to help everybody. I only want to help the people that want to be productive human beings. And I want to show them a way of doing that. So what we do is you have your vision, you define your goal, you build your plan, then you implement it, then you analyze short-term results, you make necessary corrections, and then you repeat. So is this taking me, you know, if I go through and everything's going along well, like, you made financial decisions. I got this. I can do this, this, and this, and I'll put my house up for that. And if somebody comes by and buys it, that's good because right. then I can make these other decisions. Right. Okay, that's that's fine. Now I'm over here with these other decisions. And this is success or failure. The choice is yours. And it's as simple as understanding. I mean, I, I deal uh, at Eve's place. I deal with victims of domestic violence, both ladies and men. And I mean, a lot of times people don't realize that men are, get beat up too. And I asked one gentleman who was six foot two and about 240 pounds, I said, how big was your wife? And he says, well, maybe five, 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 six. And she put you in the hospital? They got to sleep sometime, and she had a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, so, bad. I mean, you know, things happen to people now. Yeah. Did, yeah. did he know that that was going to happen? You know, I, I, I would just say he was not prepared for it. He just thought it was a normal way of living. And so when we talked and was given counseling, he figured out that he was part of the problem. You know, yeah. he allowed himself to get into a situation where he pushed the other person to a point where that's what they did. And so he was doing stuff. And so all I tell people is fail fast. In other words, when you define your goal and you build your plan and you implement it, then when you're analyzing your short-term results, you want to analyze them right away. This is not working. Then what you have to have is what they call... Uh, I think it's B A T. Uh, it's best alternative to a a better result. We're talking so, options again. Options. Yeah. So what if I can't make this option with you, yeah. and this negotiation dies right here, what's my alternatives? Yeah. And so. If you do that, it's like you're going along and you say, well, I just don't make enough money. My boss is mean and bad. Well, there's a lot of ways to to look at this. You can look and say, where do people in your same job, what's their their scope? I mean, what what is the biggest 
highest place they can go. If if I'm a carpenter, which is how I started out, I could only work by the union rules, only could only work eight hours. Yeah. Well, I didn't work every eight-hour period that I was capable of working because there wouldn't be work there. So sometimes there would be work on a Saturday or Sunday that I couldn't, I couldn't have got. You know, I had to make up other hours. Well, that was you couldn't do that. Right. So right. I had to get out of the union because yeah. that wasn't working for me. But and that I, was one of your options. That was one of my. I yeah. figured that out. You yeah. know, I say, well. Here I am at this level, how do I get past that? And that's what this is. Uh, so what we did here is it, with the book, again, I've, I've started out, I've got, <coughs> I've got divisions instead of chapters. I've uh, added the executive division to start, so it starts with division seven. Then it goes to one, where you define your success for yourself. And division two, which is balanced the seven parts of your life, which is up from the sixth part last time. So I put in professional. And so if you're, whatever you consider... So we should say for someone who has not read your first book or have theirs, balancing the seven parts of your life in in Tom's book is is the personal, the financial, the family, the physical, the community, and the spiritual, and Tom has added the professional. Yeah. And okay. I put that in, I put spiritual last, primarily because it's really not last, but because it's the most important. Okay. You know, because when you're dead, you're just dead. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. if you don't have if you don't have some spiritual reason why you're doing stuff, that won't work for you. So anyway, that's that's why it's it's in the, the order that it's in. So executive decision followed by the definition of success. Which was again from the first book. It was what will make you happy. Yeah, uh, is your definition That's, of success. Yeah, knowing. See, and and I defined what what that is. I I don't believe it was in the last book, but what definition of success is reaching your goals and getting the things that you are striving right. for. Definition of happiness is wanting the things that you produce that you acquire. Because a lot of times people. I was one of those people. I read Think and Grow Rich, and I went after him. And I'm, it's in the book. I, I say that I used his program. I think 10 million other people have used his program. Yeah. And it works. It's that simple. It works. He wrote it in 1925, and this has just been an ongoing, wonderful thing. It's very simple. But it was all about make money. Put down how much do you want to make, when you're going to make it, and what you're going to do to do that, and it works every time. Yeah. Well, I figured out that I never got balanced. Like now, I'm almost overloaded because I'm doing more things, charitable work, and I, yeah. I've signed up for 800 PE classes <laughs> this year. And we'll get more to that. <laughs> and we'll we'll do that, that later. But we'll stay on the book for now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But see, that's that's I just uh, with with what we're doing with the book is I I put in why I've made the the, the changes, which is a reason for the rewrite. So that's a little bit different. And. One of the other things that that we're doing with the book is down in the appendixes. Um, I think in in um, before I get to that, several of these things, division three is the same. Uh, how to get started is pretty much the same. But and again, people who haven't read the book, let's, oh, let's help them out. Okay. Yes. So let me let me re- yes, rewind. Go ahead. Um, Tom's first book had six chapters, which some of the same things, and again, with enhancements into this book. And, and again, for those, and we hope you're interested in, in taking a look at the book and purchasing it and following it and, and getting some help with it. The, but he starts off with the executive decision, which is really the, the decision to set your goals, the, to, you know, to do some soul searching and who are you and what do you want to be and those sorts of things and and say I'm going to develop a plan, just as any of us, whether we run a business or we run ourselves, have to make that executive decision. Correct. The, the next piece, not chapters but division, is 
okay, let's write that definition. And as we've mentioned before, and Tom had in his other book, he means write that decision, yeah. hand write that decision, not type, uh, which is what is my definition of success? Because unless you have that thought out and have it written down, it will fly away in the wind. Um, that's why you also tack it to your refrigerator. Um, and then division two is that balancing of life that we've just talked about, and we've named those already, right. those now seven elements that you should, you have to balance, really, because if you don't have that balance, you can't accomplish your goals. Right. Division three is the six practical steps to reach those goals, which were also in, in, the, book. in the other book, which mm -hmm. begin with start. Yes. <laughs> and then really a step-by-step -step workbook of how do I accomplish my goals, whether it be for my business, for my life, for my job, for whatever. And and I and whether it is for your life and physical fitness or your marriage or whatever, or running a business, the six steps and goals are, are the same. And then Division 4 is maybe one of the more critical because, as we've said, it's called how to get started. Because people can write their goal and put it on their refrigerator, but unless they take that first step, it doesn't happen. And and that's always been the bugaboo as we've talked to people who have read the book and, and followed up with our program is, well, yeah, I had good intentions or I went for a few days and then I forgot. Division five is working it as a business, and Tom can explain more about that and developing a business plan. And then Tom starts listing through the, the appendices, which, again, were really with a business model, how do you build a business or how do you build yourself? Right. That's the book in a nutshell for those of you who are trying to envision it and you don't have it in front of you, and I'll let you speak to any details within that talk. Yeah. Oh, the, the additional thing that we've done uh, with the book is in Division 5, I'm saying you are a business of running your life, You just you, not your family, not all the things that you have signed up for but just you personally. Once you get you handled yeah. and you get your plan and your vision for you, then you can go into these other things. But in Division 5, you are the, the business. And what I in the first book, I, I put in, I alluded to a finan uh, an org chart of right. how you have it. And now I've really put it into place. There's actually three executive positions you have a CEO that you're the CEO of you, okay. and you, by the way, are going to have all these jobs. So you have to know when you're doing something, am I acting as the CEO or is right. I'm the v vice president of administration? So what's administration? Your executive, Division 7, because it starts at 7. Division 1 is HR and communication. That's looking at me to see if I am... If I am suitable for the vision that I have set up for myself. Hmm. So, so it's kind of a reality check. It is. <laughs> I mean, here's the vision. Now, do I have, if I was applying for that job of being in that vision. Do I vision, have the skills? Do I have the training? Education, yeah. background, do I have to. Uh, and do I have the balance yeah. to get it started? So and, and do it. You're, yeah. you're just like a business. You yeah. analyze yourself to see if you're capable of doing that. Right. And the other side of it is you've got all these other divisions and, and executive uh, people, which is you, that's looking at these individual places. And then Division Two, which is marketing, and then you go into... Uh, uh, then you go into your, your VP of... Um, well, I just got a... Um, well, um, some guests to drop by. <laughs> Small uh, pause in the radio. Uh, yeah. so, we so, so we're right in the middle talk. of uh, org chart. And uh, just a second, I, I'll let you talk, and I'll go and get these guys and bring them in. <laughs> so, so the first part of our show, obviously, I wanted uh, Tom to talk about the, the new book and, and what the why and the how. And we do hope that if you're interested, you take a look at it online or you contact uh, Tom again at, at uh, successorfailure.org 
and take a look at the book, talk to Tom about it. But, but I think, and many other people think, that it's been very beneficial to their lives, and um, and it has been to mine as well. So I would highly recommend it. Hope you take a look at it. Again, thanks to Tom and TJ, his son, for doing the update on it. And um, I'll hand it back to Tom as I, I, a couple guests have also come into our, our studio here, in, which is Tom's office. Tom, I'll hand it back to you. Okay. Uh, I'll let you in. I'll, I'll tell you what we're doing. We're, we do a, a blog talk radio show once a, a month. And this, we talk about our book. This is a book that I've done. You can look at that. And I just wanted uh, part of what we're going to talk about later in the show is the GPS stuff and the, the things that you came out to um, to actually interview and see, take some films today. So, want to introduce yourself? Just just speak up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Lucas Robbins. Um, I'm from the, the Cronkite School at Arizona State, the, the journalism school. And, uh, yeah, we come here, what was it, uh, about a week ago or so? Yeah. To um, do a story on just how golf is, I guess, can appeal more to the youth as it is a lot of people think a, a dying sport amongst the youth. And um, Tom had the program GPS discovered that, and we just kind of featured what he was doing uh, with those kids in all the public schools here on the west side. And who's your associate? Oh, this, is a, this is Chris Bossmer, also from the school. He's helping me out doing the story today. Ryan, who was the writer, um, was out doing spring training. Okay. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're in the process now of of updating the the things that you did last time. Yes, I'm thinking uh, it should be done today. The story should be done. Oh. Okay. So as soon as um I want to finish it today, and then uh, we'll send it off and find out where it's going to get published. Or so I'll let you know. And it's about the golf and public schools program. Yes. Well, yeah. that's what he came out yeah. to see about yeah. what we're doing. But your your program is bigger than that, right? I mean, you're doing a whole story on golf as a... Well, that was the original plan. But as it turned out for the video story, um, the, my video story is only going to be GPS and what, what you were doing. Ryan, who was here um, doing the written portion, his is going to be more broad about all the different um, programs and other people around the very nice. Why don't we transition to that, Tom? I mean, yeah. we can get back yeah. to the book, and we do time? we do this show once a month, um, and we'll be talking more yeah. about Tom's book and his his rewrite of the book. But we have our guests here from ASU. They're, yeah. they're following up on the golf and public schools program, uh, which Tom has been greatly involved in and initiated, and has just taken off. Yeah. And and so uh, the crux of the program is, of course, for students who are in public school uh, to not just learn the game of golf. Uh, but about uh, golf itself and the business of golf and business opportunities as well as golf, uh, the life lessons that, life that golf lessons. teaches. That's, and that's so awesome. Tom and many associates have been working with students in the Peoria School District to right. begin the program at the, the local high schools. And um, I'll leave it at that, but, but also it's gotten great notoriety around uh, the valley here in, in the Phoenix area. And so we've got some folks from ASU, Arizona State University, for those of you who may be outside yeah. the from world. The <laughs> from the Cronkite. Yeah. The Cronkite. Yeah. yeah. So, Tom, I'll, I'll let you follow up with yeah. maybe a, a quick, a more uh, of a summary, and then uh, let our guests chime in. Yeah. Uh, the the program, GPS, Golf Program in Schools, is a 501c3 nonprofit. We started actually a year ago. And since that time, we've actually, the total group of kids that we've taught is over 2,000 now. And by the end of this year, I'll be at 3,200. And that's if we don't get some more school districts. So we're actually out looking at school districts to, to bring this in. Uh, the the real benefit that, in fact, today I'm at Kellis, Raymond Kellis High School and by 12 o'clock, i got to be back for three more PE classes. I've personally signed up for 800 PE classes this year. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm in a, I've put myself in a, a very time warp. But the, the thing is that we're not just teaching the kids that are gifted or the best kids or, you know, somebody that is economically advantaged. We're going into the schools, and it's an inclusive program. We're actually going to team up uh, 
with the uh, Special Olympics to be an inclusive program. Because one of the things, like with my book, that is to teach that the money that I raise from selling that goes into a, a program here for autistic kids. And we actually have a program in golf that helps them learn social skills and motor skills. So we're actually, that's that's some of our give back. And this and, is inclusive also because it's like the, the entire freshman class, right? Yes. So all kids must take PE. Yes. And so all, all kids can be included. There's no exclusion in the program. Yeah. So we have some kids that are uh, not severely handicapped, but they, you know, they can walk and they can actually hold the club. We have to just make sure they hold it the whole time in the swing and not let it go. But uh, so we we have special needs teachers that are teaching golf. Uh, my pro is very very highly skilled at that. But the idea is that we're not competing with first tee, which is a good program, or junior golf. But they, as good as they are, they miss the millennials. Do you, do you, do you guys play golf? Um, yeah, I think Chrissy play golf here. Eh, not not as much as I wish I did. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. that's that's good. But you, you have. Were, yeah, you, were, you yeah. were introduced to it. Well, the the thing is, we're looking at getting every kid introduced to it, where we can teach them the grip, uh, posture, and swing GPS. But the other part of GPS is getting the kids on the right path so that they understand that we're talking to some kids that have no hope of going to college, and they don't have the, the desire to study hard because they see their parents are telling them, well, why are you even in high school? Nobody in our family went through high school. They don't, they're not talking about college. They're saying, you could get a job right now and make just as much as me, the father. And I say to them, does that appeal to you? Is that where you want your life to be? Nothing wrong with your father. He's supporting you and all that. But is that what you want? That you want to set limits on yourself? Or do you want to have the education to, to do everything you're capable of doing? And... This is what we're doing with the program. So, and that's also where some of the I know you do a section on, you know, um, the business of golf and, and employment and career opportunities. Yeah. You know, the people think, well, I'm never going to be a golf pro, but you know, how many jobs are there? Twenty-two. Twenty. Twenty-two jobs in the in the golf field, and so twenty-two positions, but but a million of positions. Oh, yeah, oh open. yeah. Twenty-two careers, and then. Thousands of people can yeah. be in each one of those. Right. But so it also kind of, in my mind, as I look at the curriculum, and I've worked a little bit with Tom on the curriculum, is is it opens up those doors for students who have those doors in their minds anyway closed. That well, I hadn't thought of that. You know, maybe through golf I could attend ASU, and and uh, through business classes or golf program or turf management or whatever it may be, just open up some doors I haven't thought of, and here they are, freshmen in high school. What 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 a better time! Yeah. So, from what what you, did you learn anything from what we're doing? Is it different than what you thought when you came here? You know, I thought. Um, I guess the most different or, or the most unique part about it is the fact that you can actually go to the schools. And like you're saying, freshman P is required. You get to introduce all these kids to the game. And the wide range of kids that were there on the field trip that I got to chat with, like some had played golf before, and some had never even been to a golf course ever in their life. And at the end of the day, it is a, almost a life skill nowadays because yeah. a lot of deals and stuff get done on the golf course, and it's almost like wine. You just got to be able to handle yourself in those types of situations. So I think um, – I like the fact that it was the field trip is voluntary and the whole program isn't really like forcing and more than anything it's based on like the the values that kids can learn from it. But um, at the end of the day, the more clubs you can get in kids' hands and just open them to new things, it's not about the golf. It right. is is the best part about it, I think. And having it at school, it's like it's just there, whether you want it or not, you can put it in the kids' ball court, to so to speak, to to try to make that yeah. decision. In, in the in the country, less than 12% of the people population play golf. But I'm getting 75 to 89% of the students say they like the class and they're going to keep golf in their life. So there's an exit. That's, 
that exit interview or yeah. exit survey that the right. students take. Yeah. We, what we do is that the kids that came to the to the field trip, that's a voluntary thing. I tell them you don't have to come if you want to sign up. Then they get on. They have to get signed out because they missed some classes. They they have to go through a whole procedure to be able to get out of school and get on the bus. And then they get here, and then they have to figure out what's going on. And it's it's that whole thought process that they actually get out to co come and hit golf balls and then see it and actually interrelate with the people that are here. Because it's right during my my golf time, so I've got... 300 rounds a day going out, and so I have people this time of year are they're saying, well, why are all these kids here? Because they're not in other things; they're here doing good things, and so I'm getting a lot of feedback from the members that is very positive. And I think a lot of members are donating, whether it be clubs, clubs or equipment, yeah. and yeah. I haven't gotten to donate time yet, but I'm working on that. I'm working on that one. But you know, they 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 will help out with uh, like the, the our next field trip is going to be the twenty next Monday. We're having the kids from ten thirty to uh, one, I guess, and that that is so cool to actually see the kids uh, make a change. So when they come out, they get a certificate of completion so that when you're doing your yearbook, so that when you go to college from freshman to high school, and I talk to them about why you would want to have this certificate of completion for golf. Because when you go and interview with a boss and you have these things in your background, they're going to they're gonna understand that you, and I ask every child, I say, is golf easy? No, man, it's hard. That's why I only hire people that have played golf because they know how difficult it is and they know on their own time they are trying to build their skill up to their level of their talent. And being able to know that about yourself is a huge move forward in a, in a young person's life. And that's really what, just knowing that I have talent but I'm not using it, it's useless. But if you understand that there's a skill necessary to develop your talent, that's what makes life really worth living. So that, and it's that's a, what it's a, doing. It's a cool introduction to the game and opportunities, I, mm -hmm. I think, anyway. Uh, and, and that's you know, why I support it as well. What have you guys seen? What are you looking for? Um, uh, do you have any questions? I mean, you're... You're you're on a blog talk radio, but it's a great time to interview Tom too, who is the founder of the program. If you have any quest questions for him, um, I was thinking, you know, you're saying that the the program's going to keep growing. Did you expect it to grow as fast as it has from when you say I think 80 from the beginning down yeah. to the 3200? Yeah. Did you did you expect that kind of and to be able to come to all those different schools, high schools on the west side? I would say that that wasn't my original thought process. Uh, but I, I did lay the groundwork to meet the people I needed to meet in the school district to allow this stuff to happen. Uh, my goal was just to be in Peoria Unified School District and especially several of the high schools because I have five high schools that play here. And I asked the coaches, I said, well, what would you want, what would you want from your kids when they come to be on the golf team? And they're telling me how hard it is to get kids that have any background in golf. And I, they said, what well, if they could just put the grip on, if they could just know what the grip was all about, that would be huge. And so I talked to my pro, and, and he says, that's the whole point. If I can teach them in our classes, if we can just teach them to know how to grip a golf club and why. Why do you... Why do your hands go down? Why is it in your fingers? Why is it not held tight in your hand like you're gripping it for life and limb? Why is it finessed? Why is it, it's because that's how your body works. When you, have, you start out, your palms are facing each other. You go back and through, and now when you're all the way through, your palm is facing the other way. Well, if you turn your hands up, your arm won't go that way. 
You can't make this go straight. This mm-hmm. is anatomically not possible. Mm-hmm. So you can't swing if you don't do it right. And so getting that first part right, and I mean, you talk to the kids and you say, "This is how you do it." <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, don't, it. <laughs> yeah, they don't get it. And so then you work with them a little bit, and all of a sudden, somebody that you'd say, "This person's never going to." Ma- be able to even move a club, let alone swing it. And then you see them, and it's just like silk. They're just so mm-hmm. smooth. And they they get, I, I guess they don't get as much um, congratulations or, or, you know, where you where you can actually say something that, oh, boy, that was really good. You got that right. And you just see them blossom from it. You know, it's, Have you guys, really you've cool. interviewed some of the kids in the program? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I interviewed a couple. What of are they saying? Um, one of the kids, he had played um, golf before coming up into it, so he was, um, he said it was like a refresher for him, but he was, you know, glad to see a lot of his peers, um, you know, all getting a chance to, to learn about the sport, too. Another girl I interviewed had never even been to a golf, golf course before in her life, so for her to go and put everything that she learned from those six classes um, all together, she said it was fun enough to the point where um, she was thinking about trying out for the golf team over there at Peoria High School. That's a good response. Yeah. 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 So and um, so I thought, I thought that was pretty cool that she would that, that to go from never playing to now I'm thinking about actually like playing at a competitive level. You know, I mean, and that's I think what, what Thomas saying. That's what it's all about is just finding a way to expose kids and, and let them know that you know anything that that you're trying to accomplish. It's not going to be easy, but it's, if it was going to be easy, then it's not worth accomplishing. Right. Type right. deal. Yeah. So you guys aren't that far removed from your high school days. No. If, if, <laughs> if, if you were in this program or you were told you were to be in this program <laughs> as, a, as a course, from, from the little you've seen and, and the students you've talked with, what would you recommend to even make it better or to get kids more involved? <sighs> I mean... Going to high school in Arizona, um, like I did, I, the only thing I could see where maybe it could fit in is if you had a chance to get more hours in time mm-hmm. um, and maybe even more course time. I think, you know, you can only learn so much in the gym with, like, mats yeah. and, like, phone balls and yeah. stuff. But um, I think more time on the course, the better, because there's really a whole process of being on the golf course, whether you're practicing or actually playing, that is just hard to emulate everything within those that hour of time, those hours of time that you have plus a lunch in between that you're not. So um, I think more time that you're out there on the links, you know, in that environment, I think would would be would be even better. Yeah. But I know there's always other stuff going on to make there's that happen. There's always constraints, but I think that's yeah. a really that's yeah. a really good comment. I mean, there's more to golf than just swinging the club and and hitting it on the green, and putting it in. There's also the tee time mm-hmm. and going to the first tee, and that people are teeing off every seven or or nine minutes. And that it's in foursomes, and how do we conduct ourselves? How, you know, when you got somebody behind you and yeah. in front of you, and you're not going to learn that unless you're on the golf course. Yeah, there's some situations you won't learn, especially when you're first starting. You're not very good, and you know, Tom gets thankfully gets to offer you a place like this to play at or something. And you know, you're going to be holding up, but you got to know: do I let this guy play through? How do I deal with the marshal? You know, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, etiquette because there's different skill sets on the course, and people have different attitudes about their games and what they're doing out there during the day. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff to juggle, and you got to find a way to be effective, play fast, have a good time, and get better all at the same time. Yeah. So. No, see, that what you're saying is exactly what we're doing. So they get their certificate of completion by coming out for a field trip, but then we also give them a junior membership card, which is good for their summers, so that if they bring up an adult that that supervises them, then they get to play free. So uh, what I told them is, you don't, because uh, several of them said, well, we don't have anybody in the family that plays golf. And I said, well, if you got an aunt that'll come out and buy you a bucket of balls, you can, and I show them how they can come out here and play all day with one bucket of balls. They can, For five bucks, they can be out here all day. Because, you, you know, when you're ready to go home, you go out in the driving range and, and knock them down to the end of the driving range. But during the day, you can go over and chip, you can use a sand bunker, you can do putting, you can do a lot of things that allow you to get really good on on the golf course. And that then brings you 
into opportunities to be on the golf team. So what my goal is is to help as many kids as want to be on their golf teams because the golf teams are not outstanding. There's a couple of very good golfers but in, in the Peoria school system, but I'm looking to see if we can build some state champions. That's, that's <laughs> that would be cool. <clears throat> and also build more kids who like golf and want to play for the rest of their lives. Yeah, and, and that's, that's know, it. Go to further their education, whether it be college or otherwise, and, and all the other opportunities, as well as learn the etiquette and the, the good things about, about I, golf. I was in a program called Leadership West, and they, they <coughs> operate here on the west side of Phoenix. And what, what they did is... We had to put a program together, and it was about advising parents about uh, problems with uh, with heroin. And heroin right now costs the same as a Big Mac. Let's see, Big Mac or a shot of heroin. Well, the heroin is almost 60% pure, which means you're a, a lifetime addict from one shot. You, you take a shot of it, and you're constantly trying to get back to that high for the rest of your life. If I get these kids to come out here, there aren't going to be any heroin out here, and there won't be anybody bugging them about doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the program, too, is that it gives them some place to go in the summertime when they're not in school and gives them another avenue to do something with their lives that can be positive. Give them that one shot of golf. There's yeah, one shot of golf and, and help that hook them. Better to be hooked on golf, and those yeah. of us that are know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it can be very yeah. trying at it, times, too. It's definitely just a more productive use of, of kids' time. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel it, too. I could be sitting at home playing video games or whatever, but sometimes I do tell myself, like, man, I should just go out there and be on the golf course. Like, I'm being active, it's nice outside, yeah. you know, you're being constructive. It's just better to be with your mind and with your hands. It just it, it's just more productive and stimulating for yourself than being out in the streets or at your house doing nothing. It is it is great that way. I I know for me, which is one of the nice things about golfing here in the summer when a lot of the people are gone, is I'll just come out in the afternoon by myself and want to play a few holes or go hit some balls and and just the be by myself, have some alone time, have some think time, and it's it's pretty, it's green, and, and in the middle of the summer, there, there's a lot to be said mentally, uh, as I think you're alluding to. Yeah, I mean, well, we spend all day looking at these computer screens and at our phones and stuff, and it's just it's very different now. Yeah. But on top of that, I mean, you know, it's hot out there, yes, but if you're young like them, like I'm young, I remember, I mean, you drink water all day, yeah. you go out there, you're you know, good. The, the green peas yeah. are so much cheaper. You're going to be all right. I mean, yeah. I was like, I play football in the heat. You know, yeah. I play golf in the heat. It's yeah. not as, yeah. as straining. Well, that's, that's that's one of the things that we're trying to do is get something for them to do. And we are developing some programs that will, you know, where they, if they really get good and want to do tournament play and stuff like that, there's there's first tee and junior golf. They can, they can go and do that. But the big thing is a lot of the kids that I'm talking to, really can't afford to play a lot of golf. I mean, some of the schools are, you know, their parents are well off and others they're not. But I'm trying to not sell them stuff. I don't want to sell them a bunch of stuff. I'm going to let them use clubs or don't rent them. They use them, and then we'll figure out some way that they can earn it so that that they they are functioning and, and works out better for them. But, see, that's that's what we want to do. We want to do well in our, do good in our, uh, excuse me, do well in our business so we can do well in our community, and that's that's what this is all about. I'm planning to have it be in the. Uh, my goal is to be in all 44 high schools in the West Side in, in about two more years, and that's 27,000 kids a year that I'll be teaching. So I have to find other golf courses that will except the kids, because it's not a monetary thing. You don't make money by having the kids come there. But um, it's nobody's using the course in the summer anyway, so you might as well put some programs together for them. And then the other thing is that I have now am finding people that are looking to take this on a national basis, and so I'm looking for sponsors and stuff like that so that it can go. I'm not going to go that far. I, my goal is just on the west side. So that that's really what 
but the program and what we're accomplishing with the kids and the feedback we get from the administrators and stuff like that. And then you guys saw my little plaque up there. I got a certificate of appreciation from Peoria Unified School District. That was, we were just halfway through teaching 800 kids, you know, and we got that. And I'm thinking, well, let's see. Now I'm doing 3,200 kids. <laughs> I got to go to another district. <laughs> I'll go collect those things. We don't need to keep you guys all day if you've got other places that you need to go or need yeah, to do. We, really we appreciate you just stopping yeah, in on, on. on the program. Yeah, yeah. No, it, yeah. Just, uh, it, it helps great. out our show for what we're doing. Cool. I'm okay. glad. Yeah, hopefully um, uh, I'll let you know where the story ends up. But um, it'll either be on our website, Cronkite News, um, or hopefully on PBS, the Channel A. We have our newscast, so okay. hopefully it'll air on there at some time, too. That'd be great. That would be super. Yeah, and like any time it's going to air, you, you got my, my email, right? Yeah, I'll send it to you um, ahead and of time. Send, send me a uh, part of it. I'll try to get up on my website somewhere. Right. All right. Okay. All right. Gentlemen, yeah, thank you for yeah, joining us you today. We appreciate you, so you coming in. Thank you. And uh, on short notice. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much. Go ASU. Right. Go ASU. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, we we had a little pregnant pause there. I think it was a surprise for all. But it was nice to have uh, two students from Arizona State University who have some knowledge of the program, writing about the program, and and that's why I asked the question as a young person. Well, you know. What do you think, and what are your, what are your ideas for improvement? And I, I thought that was very insightful. Um, also, it, insightful in the sense that they felt very positive about it. Yeah, and and uh, there's another gentleman that's with them, and he's he's more or less writing his story. Their their teacher professor wanted them to do an entire program of why golf is shrinking, and. What I've looked at is first tee and junior golf do a great job with what they're doing, yeah. but they're not yeah. helping everybody. Right. And so this program is just like the book. You just look, here's the problem. You know, what can you do about it? Start making your, get your vision. And my vision was if we could get into a high school and see how how to make it work to to see how to bring this to more kids because I did the program and you see these kids that are using heroin and how they've destroyed their lives. Yeah. Some of them are dead and some of them are, they come up Not and Not necessarily say, at this high school. But, no, but, well, but in that high school the system. Yeah, oh, sure. That well, you can't system, say that it's not happening. But in, yeah. this, in this area, and that's oh, what sure. was so shocking sure. to me. Yeah. It was in my area, not my Sun City area, because we don't have schools, but as I go out into the communities that I'm serving, do you see these problems, and we have to do something that's going to correct yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it not only corrects it, it gives it a better opportunity to avoid stuff like that, because what the gentleman that were just here said, like Lucas said, is there's if he's home doing video games, at least he's home doing video games. But to get out and take a break from it, yeah. Who do you meet when you're at the country club? You meet other people, and most people want to help other people, and that's what I say in the book. But it's not—they're not just helping people. It's how do they, how do they help themselves first, and then go to the next thing? Yeah. Well, I just was appreciative that they had come in. And, and their insight was great. And, uh, and again, GPS, golf program at schools, yeah. uh, currently in the Peoria School District, currently serving how many students? 3,200. 3,200, which is just tremendous. And so, again, if any of you listeners uh, want to support it, how do they contact? What can they do, Tom? Um, I need, I need uh, donations of golf equipment. Primarily golf clubs. If you got an old set in the garage that you're not going to use, you're not going back. Putters and things to chip with, drivers, things like that. As I grow the program, I need more of that. And if they're in good shape and you're not using it, then we'll use them for prizes so the kids actually get a good set. So I usually give a boy and a girl a set of clubs, uh, used clubs, but it's theirs. Yeah, and that's great. Then so we're trying to do stuff like that. If you know a sponsor, 
if you know somebody, because we're not just having me go and teach these classes. I'm at the classes, and I adjust some of the things that my PGA professional, Bob Lean, actually teaches them. So we have top high. He's one of the best teachers in the state, period. Yeah. That's just yeah. a fact. And he's in every class teaching this. And he's helped us develop the program. And we we need uh, mats. We need we need money. We need marbles. <laughs> we need chalk. You know, if, we need volunteers. If you have some time, we would love to have you come out and be part of the program. We have this whole schedule. We've got the schedule up for uh, this year, and we're actually looking at other school districts have heard about the program and they're reaching out to us. Okay. And so we need more volunteers and um, and more clubs and more equipment. So there's a lot of things. If anybody has any idea about doing that, you can reach me, Tom, at suncitycountryclub.org, and I'd be more than happy to to, con- to talk to you. And I know, Terry, you've got to go pretty quick. Oh, I just want to We're make. We're going to be one, off the air pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to say one last thing sure. about the book. Sure. The thing that we're doing that's different is in the appendixes. In the appendixes, I have. I'm talking about having balance in your life, which is having your mind a healthy mind, having a healthy body, and having healthy finances. Yeah. So there's. I'm. I'm. Uh, partnered with two other uh, authors that are in the appendixes, and they talk about um, Take Shape for Life as one of the programs that I personally lost 40 pounds on. I'm 77, and I feel great. People just don't understand my energy level, Mm -hmm. and and all I'm doing is eating six times a day that food, (laughs) and it goes down, and zip off I go. So, And then I'm working with uh, David Phelan, who is uh, does biofeedback, and he help if you have wanted to do something about your life and you want to get it changed, but you're stuck. He works with you so you can get unstuck. Yeah. That's the easiest way I can say it. And at times we all need getting unstuck. Unstuck. Yeah. That's as simple a way as I can explain it because I'm not technical and he is, but those were words I he gave me that I can say to somebody. If you want to quit smoking, that's fine. If you want to do, but I'm more about: Do you want to be successful? Yes. And what does that mean? And how do you do that? And what does it look like? What's your vision for you in five years? What are you going to be doing? I mean, I got my vision out 20, 30 years. So. <laughs> at 77, I'm an optimist. <laughs> I think that's a good wrap. Too. That's a wrap. <clears throat> we, we've covered a lot of ground today. Uh, thanks for, to the ASU students who came and joined us. We'll yeah. look forward to the article, maybe PBS uh, yeah. video. That would be that would be really nice. Um, and talked about the book. Again, if you want to contact Tom regarding the book, successorfailure.org or contacting you at Tom at org, um, and we'll be back next month, of course. Yeah. And if you can't afford the $20 for this, I will fix it so you can get a book if you promise to read it all or send it back free. And if you don't use it, give it to somebody else who will use it. That, so it's play it forward. So yeah, yeah. I'll give it out free if you use it and fix yourself. And if that's and you get a, a month of mentoring, so you know it's it's pretty hard to pass up, and that's yeah. free. So yeah. for twenty bucks, you you get me to type back and forth to you to to get you all squared away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right. wrap up. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you again for listening. We want to thank you for joining us on Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. We hope you'll join us next month uh, on the last Wednesday of the month, anytime on blogtalkradio.com forward slash boomer and babe. In the meantime, feel free to comment and join in the discussion by emailing us at successorfailure.org. Once again, this is Dr. Terry Munther and Tom Legering reminding you that success or failure, the choice is yours.
You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Success or Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com.